0: One situation that made me very upset but at the same time so motivated was when I needed to use one specific service and I started uh, researching local businesses. I do it often and as much as possible when I need something but uh, it was the situation when I needed uh, some perishable product so it was definitely local. And so many times I was landing on a social media page or on a website that said that the business is shutting their doors or they are sold to another brand or like the website wasn't working at all. I was thinking about how much of the work is put into opening doors to clients to offer the service to get out there and to go through all the hoops that we all as a business owners have to go through and then how hard of the decision it is to shut the doors and to stop pursuing the dream that you had when you really decided to open the business and this is one of the reasons I as a video creator love to work with local businesses to support them with my expertise to support them with videos that I can create and uh, yeah give an extra pair of eyes and um, ideas in terms of video creation fansquare says that one in five businesses don't pass the one-year mark and then 60% don't survive their first three years and I don't like the statistics and I don't want to be the part of the statistics and in today's video i would love to share five mistakes that i was doing as a freelance business owner or i still do and try to improve Um, and by the way let me know how do you call yourself are you calling yourself freelancers if you provide a service or are you a business owners because i hear all the different sorts of the names and i'm still figuring out what what does it mean and what's the best way to call myself Welcome to Time We Create, a podcast where I share behind the scenes of starting and growing my creative business at the same time, trying to juggle everything else like sports, hobbies, family, and being a mom, and how to keep creative in all that chaos. Here we discuss different mindset shifts, different tips and tricks uh, about the business, and Yeah, this is the final episode of the first season. I'm very excited that we survived this season. I hope you enjoyed this episode because today I'm going to discuss the mistakes that I noticed I was doing and I try not to do them again as a freelancer, as a beginner freelancer, as a beginner business owner. And if you are thinking to start your freelancing journey or your business journey, or you're in the very beginning, or you're already on your way, have a look if you are doing those mistakes so that you don't do them and let's get into the episode. Mistake number one is not having a good financial runway and I'm not a financial advisor so I can't give you a qualified advice but based on my research most of the advisors suggest to have at least 6 or 12 months of financial support so that you can get your business off the ground and in my case I needed more like a 12 months. So I left my job and I had a financial runway of around 6 month and it wasn't enough because of the different con- of different situations i had in my life so i couldn't work for some time after i was already self employed and this is the time when i had to have more uh, financial support and this is a very important consideration because when you don't have this stability you tend to focus on the wrong things and make wrong decisions you accept working on projects that are not exciting to you and this is really the best case scenario because it can also be a scenario when the project is going against your values. Luckily, I didn't have that situation, but it can be the case. And... uh It's not something that you would love to work on, really. You also get tired and even burned out very quickly because when you're working on the project that excites you and it's interesting, so the problems that occur on your way are exciting to solve to get to the result you really want. But when you work on something that is not interesting, it's not fulfilling, it's a problem. Like it's a problem that um, annoys you and drains energy, and you can't really be excited and to work on your business or in your business when you are tired really. The way to avoid this mistake is to have a plan and have a good financial plan as well, which includes not the best case scenario, but the usual case scenario or even sometimes worst case scenario to account for it. So it definitely has to include all the uh, taxes, insurances, all the services that you have to pay for to uh, run your business and everything else. And it also has to include some emergency funds for some emergency expenses that you didn't know you have to do. and you figure it out on your way and there will be definitely some of those and uh, yeah this is something to take into account and to seek for maybe some professional advice on how to plan your business financially. Mistake number two is inconsistent marketing and I noticed that the incoming uh, results in my business are really dependent on the outgoing activities that I do as part of my marketing and This is especially important when the things go really well because when I have a lot of work, I have a lot of clients and um, I am very busy and trying to deliver the value to my clients, I still need to do my marketing even though it's on the back burner (laughs) because um, right now everything seems good but it doesn't mean that it will be so good in the next um, few months. But I still need to put my services out there so that my potential customers know that I am there available for them when they need it and they may need my services now or maybe in half a year or maybe in a year but they should know that I'm operating they should know that I'm actively working and I can support them when they really need me. The best actionable tip here would be to have this uh, marketing strategy and allocate a specific time during the week or during the month when you actively are doing it so you are either doing some outreach you are doing some posting you are doing some targeting so whatever marketing planning you have so you are sticking to it and you are actually doing it and also having some allocated time to review your results, to measure your results and to see what's working and what's not working because this is how you get informed decisions about um, where to put your effort in and choose the places where your effort really pays off. Mistake number three is isolation and lack of networking. I am an introverted person myself and even thinking about networking is draining most of my energy because I feel like networking event is about introducing your business and uh, trying to sell or trying to be sold and it's like a very transactional situation and really in most of the cases it is like that but I also noticed that as soon as I found a group of people that I feel really comfortable in it's much easier to network and it's much easier to um, not feel alone because in most cases I was thinking that if I put my head down and work I will get so much more results in my business and it's partially true but it's also A big part of the business is is trying to feel not alone and networking really helps. And I get so many ideas from other business owners or maybe if I'm a bit of step ahead, I can suggest something that worked for me to other people. And I really, sometimes it's just a place where I can not feel... alone and lonely in my problems that are not relevant to quite a lot of people around me. I think that when you find something that is suitable for you specifically, it's so much more energizing because you feel like you are you can discuss your issues or your wins and other people will really understand you and it's definitely worth putting your energy and effort into finding your group of people where you feel comfortable sharing your wins and sharing your struggles because they will understand you or give you some advice and it's really refreshing and even for introverted person like me. Mistake number four is not having enough rest. When I decided to go freelancing full-time I thought that I would have so much more flexibility. I would have my dedicated day off when I do things just for me and um, I will have more time with my daughter and These are partially true. As a side note, I had very good work arrangements uh, while being employed and I could accommodate for most of the um, high priority things in my personal life as well. So there wasn't really a huge difference when I went um, freelancing full time. But I did realize that I traded my 9 to 5 to 24-7 because that's what my head was doing and I was constantly thinking about my business. Because when you start your freelancing, your business journey, you have never, in the list of to-do things and then I realized that having rest is actually part of my work and it's part of my productive routine because I can only be creative and have full attention and uh, deliver the best results when I actually am well rested and uh, when I don't want to sleep and I feel physically and mentally well and energetic and actionable tip here would be to set aside a specific day or days or times of the week when you have rest and don't think and don't do anything work related and better to have some plan how to occupy yourself mentally or physically uh, when you try to do this time off because it really fuels the energy. It really gives you that excitement to come back to work and do even better than you did before this time off. Mistake number five is underestimating of how much of other work you do as a freelancer or as a business owner On the side of your main core offer so i'm a video creator and i create videos for um, brands for businesses but i also do my marketing my social media my finances my communication with customers and so many more things that i didn't uh, really think or really understand that i will be doing when i go on my own journey and this is a sign to be ready to quickly adapt to something that you never heard about five minutes ago to learn quickly and to um, delegate things that um, you don't feel like you have time or have energy or have competence doing and i think there are two sides of this aspect so first of all it's your strength it's better to focus your energy where the energy comes back to you so the thing that you love doing that you are best at and the things you have good results doing so strengthening your strength and another side is weaknesses and some people say it's very important to make your weaknesses your strength and um it might be true for something, but I think it's very important to have the support system that those weaknesses don't drag you behind. So it should be something where you create systems where you don't have a way to fail in with your weaknesses. Or to delegate them. So to, so to create some sort of support that makes sure that your weaknesses are covered. And I definitely do a bit of everything. So I educate myself to be aware of some things. I create systems to support me with my day to day work. And I sometimes delegate parts of the things that I'm doing. So just figure out what helps you to perform your best at your strength. I wish you to stay committed to your journey when things go as you planned and when things don't go like at all, because really, those are two sides of one journey. I will see you in the next season, and I have something excited prepared for the season two. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you in the next video. Bye!